Amen. So glad to be a part of a church that sends out and is doing something for the Lord. And uh, what a blessing it is to be, uh, not only have influence here in Temple, Texas, but all around uh, the world. And uh, what a blessing it is. Um, Thank you, Brother Joel, for for doing that. I know that uh, God is using us in many different ways, and uh, we can all be a part of that. And um, well, this morning, happy Mother's Day. Uh, I just want to thank you for for coming and being a a part here at Memorial this morning. Uh, This morning, we want to honor our mothers. And um, I mean, where would we be without our mothers? Uh, We wouldn't be, that's right. That's exactly right. We wouldn't be without them because mothers are special and they come in all shapes and sizes and, and they're all, uh, they all have similar traits. But you know, I want to I share a couple of things with you this morning. I hope that uh, you will just tune in and, and listen. You know, many, many people have been richly blessed uh, by what they learned at their mother's knee. You know, uh, consider John and Charles Wesley. We know them um, from some of the hymns they've written and and some of the great revivals. And their names probably would have never highlighted, been highlighted in history had it not been for the godly mother who taught them that the love, the law of love and Christian witness was to be their daily guide. And um, I want you to, to just to hear what I'm saying. Susanna Wesley, Susanna Wesley spent an hour each day praying for her 17 children. She had 17 children. In addition, she took each child aside for a full hour each week to discuss spiritual matters with him or her. No wonder John and Charles were used of God to bring such blessing around the world. But I wanted to share with you this morning just a a couple of things that that she, um, rules that she followed in training her children. And some of you may find this helpful. One of them was subdue self-will in a child. Subdue self-will in a child and work together with God. I mean, a lot of times we have, we have trouble with that. We see that. Secondly, she said, teach him to pray as soon as he can speak. Teach him how to pray. Third, she said this, give him nothing he cries for and only what is good for him if he asks for it politely. Another one, to prevent lying, punish no fault that is freely confessed, but never allow a rebellious, sinful act to go unchecked. Commend and reward good behavior and strictly observe all promises you have made to your child. You know, in Proverbs 31, we're going to camp out in that passage today. It says, an excellent wife who can find her worth is far above jewels. And then there follows in the rest of that chapter a word picture of womanhood and its absolute best. And the ideals that are set forth in Proverbs 31, they're set forth as a challenge to any woman 
But as the late Adrian Rogers uh, once said, he said, it's better to reach for an ideal and miss it than to aim for mediocrity and hit it squarely. I have a couple of things to to share with you this morning before we get into our scripture, but you know, um, (laughs) I wanted to share this with you. How can you tell if you're a real mother? And um, you know, real moms, they, they don't eat quiche because they don't have time to make it. Real moms know that their kitchen utensils are probably out in the sandbox. Real moms often have sticky floors, filthy ovens, and happy kids. Real moms know that dried Play-Doh doesn't come out of the carpet. Real moms know that a child's growth is not measured by height or years or grade. It's marked by the progression of mama, mommy, and mom. You know, moms are very special to us, and every once in a while we see a card or a plaque I've seen that says, you know, God couldn't be everywhere, so he created mothers. And while I like that sentiment, uh, the theology of that is wrong. God is everywhere. At the same time, because he is God, but he did establish the family for purposes. You see, Eve was called Eve because her name means the giver of life. And there are many things that I would say about moms in general, but let me turn our attention to our text this morning and share with you what I want to call some M&Ms. I mean, who doesn't like M&Ms, right? Some M&Ms of of motherhood, okay? Okay. And uh, we're going to read Proverbs 31, verse 10 and following. And uh, this is God's word, and, and it's an excellent word. It says, an excellent wife who can find her worth is far above jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. She's like merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She rises also while it is still night and gives food to her household and portions to her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She senses that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hands grasp the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor, and she stretches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all of her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself. Her her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies belts to the tradesmen. Verse 25, strength and dignity are her clothing and she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her. Her husband also and he praises her saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, 
but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the product of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Loving Father, I thank you for your word and I pray this morning that your Holy Spirit would just, uh, um, Father, just show us what you desire each of us to, to take away from your word this morning. Father, that you would apply it to our hearts and to our lives. And Father, that, that we would see this, yes, as in an ideal, but Father, that it would also be something that we could uh, attain to and shoot for. But God, I pray that you would just uh, show each of us your desire and help us as we continue, as we seek you this morning. We love you, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So I said M&Ms, right? Okay. I'm just going to say this. We're going to go down through here, and I, I want to uh, be concise, but I also want to say what, what's in this passage. And, and the first thing I want to say is that moms are most valuable. Moms are most valued. They're the MVP. And you think about this, verse 10, um, he says there, um, an excellent wife who can find her worth is far above jewels. And really when it says excellent or virtuous, it means a valuable resource, a valuable resource, a, um, a power of strength. You think about that. For the husbands and, and the children, this woman proves more valuable than precious jewels, than earthly riches. I mean, have you ever heard the comment, I'm just a stay-at-home mom? I think we all have at one time or another. And, and I, I want to emphasize just. I mean, a, an informal study conducted by the website salary.com shows that a stay-at-home mom average, what an average wage earner for that would be, would be over 131000 annually, including overtime, if they received a paycheck. And, and, you know, it's interesting because employed mothers, they reported spending 40 to 50 hours a week at their job. Some, some of you probably say, man, I wish. But then another 40 to 50 hours at their home job. And my point is this, is talk about doing double duty. Moms, wives, you're doing double duty. No wonder it's hard. So all moms are doing double duty. And folks, it says right here that her worth is far above jewels. We can't calculate what she is putting into that family, to that home. So moms are, are most valuable, but moms are also magnanimous. I mean, verse 11 says, the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Magnanimous means generous. It means understanding. It means tolerant. And men, we don't like to admit it sometimes, but I would say that we are incomplete without our wives. Proverbs 18, says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from God. See, a godly wife and mother will do good and not evil. Moms are also multifaceted. 
Verse 13 and 14 says, she looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. She is like merchant ships and brings her food from afar. I mean, multifaceted means that she has many aspects. There's many, she's very versatile. And, and a godly wife and mother must be all things to all people. Sometimes she's Dr. Mom, you know, putting the Band-Aid on there, kissing the boo-boo. She's an educator. She teaches them what they need to know. She's a gourmet cook. She's a homemaker. She's a loving companion to her husband. I want to say this. She's multifaceted. She does it all. You know, we need to appreciate that hard work that our wives and mothers do, guys. And really, we shouldn't be demanding when you think about this. You know, Jerry Vines, he, he told of a mom who came wearily into the kitchen one morning and she was trying to get everybody ready for school, ready for work, and getting everybody ready for the day. And her husband says, well, I want a hot breakfast this morning. And she handed him a box of matches and she said, well, set your cornflakes on fire. <laughs> you can't hardly blame her. I mean, you get after it then. Moms are multifaceted. They're versatile. But moms are also managers. Look at verse 16. She considers a field and buys it. And from her earnings, she plants a vineyard. You know, godly mothers are expected to balance and to manage all of the different aspects of motherhood, but also of, of running the home, of taking care of things, of, of making sure everybody is, is taken care of. And I just want to say that, you know, my mom... Um, was really good at this. She could do so much with so little. I mean, nothing was wasted and everything was used. She used to tell us, waste not, want not. Even to this day. Now, by the way, today is my mom's birthday. It's May 14th. And uh, so happy birthday, mom. I know you're watching. Even to this day, she creates wreaths and floral arrangements with quite literally things that she has recycled. I mean, she wastes nothing. And um, it's totally amazing. And she's, she's constantly sending me pictures. And the, the, the place where she lives, she made a bunch of arrangements to honor the moms in that facility, that place. And, um, you know, just gives them away. You know, we grew up poor, but we didn't know we were poor. We never once thought we were poor. We were rich in the things that really mattered. And I'm very thankful for my mom. My mom taught me how to pray. And I'm very thankful for that. She taught me many things, including how to cook at a very early age. But it was my mom who led me to and introduced me to Jesus Christ. I will always, always, always be thankful for my mom. For this and for many other things. When I say they have to do it all, they, they, they use everything in their power to make their home what it needs to be. Moms are also mighty. Verse 17 says she girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. <laughs> you know, motherhood is not for wimps. 
Believe me, I had the privilege to be present in the room uh, for the birth of our children. And there's a reason why it's called labor. And that's only the beginning. But after seeing what my wife Tracy went through with each birth, I have nothing but absolute respect for her. She is a strong, strong woman. And I'm honored to call her mine. You know, it's amazing when you see that, when you see that kind of strength. And, and I love that about moms because I, I know there's a, there's a mama bear in each one of those moms. They will come out if you push them. If you poke the bear, it will come out. But it's, it's one of those things where they, they are strong, they are mighty. And, and what a blessing it is to us as, as, as men to have a, a woman that is mighty and strong. Verse 20, moms are merciful. She extends her hand to the poor. She stretches out her hands to the needy. I mean, godly mothers are filled with mercy. Not only for their immediate family, but also for others. See, oftentimes it's the father who's the dreamer. Hey, I got this idea. Hey, I got this. But it's the mom who is the doer. She's the one who picks it up and takes care of it. And godly mothers can do wonders with a hug and a kiss. Verse 25 says they're models. Moms are models. And and a lot of times, you know, it says strength and dignity are her clothing. And she smiles at the future. Usually when we think of models, we think of maybe beautiful women that uh, are wearing expensive designer fashions. But she adorns herself with strength and dignity. Godly mothers model something completely different. They model this strength and honor. I also want to say that moms are mentors. And what I mean by that in verse 26, it says, She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She doesn't engage in gossip. She doesn't go around saying things that would be better left unsaid. You know, the the late Grady Nutt, uh, he was a a comedian, a, a preacher. He gave advice, good advice to all of us, men and women alike, when he said this. He said, before you speak, be sure that what you have to say is more important than silence. It's good advice for all of us. And being a mentor means that she is a wise counselor, a teacher. Someone you can go to and and, and ask a question and they will give you a good solid answer, a biblical answer. Someone that you can go to and, and, and confide in. And this certainly applies to godly moms. I mean, she's committed to keeping herself under control, not saying things that are hurtful either to her family or to others. And in that remote chance that she does slip up, you know, it may be one of those things where she has the humility and grace to acknowledge the error and sincerely apologize to whomever she has hurt. But godly mothers also teach their daughters how to be godly wives. And they also teach their children the truth of the gospel. I want to say also that moms are memorable. 
I mean, verse 28 and 29 says, her children rise up and bless her. Her husband also, and he praises her, saying, many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Folks, this is what Mother's Day is all about. Mother's Day is all about celebrating our moms. Because they're memorable. They, they do the things that, that lead us to Christ. They show us an example of, of what it is to be a godly woman. You know, there's no adequate way to describe the tremendous blessing that my wife, Tracy, has been and still is to our children and to our grandchildren. Nor can I adequately put into words what she means to me. She's not only the love of my life and my best friend, she's also my best spiritual helper and advisor. I mean, God has endowed her not only with a sweet and unselfish spirit, but also with wisdom and insight. And I can say all these things because she's in the nursery today. Because otherwise, she'd probably be glaring at me. But you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing when, when God gives you a godly mother and a, and a godly uh, a wife you know, there was one man that decided he was going to make Mother's Day special for his wife. And so he bought her some presents and he took her out to eat and he tried to lighten her load and to make things easier for her at the house. But later on, she told him what made her weekend really special. As a part of the service at church, the men were given an opportunity to, to say something about the special woman in their life. And so he listened as some of the other guys were, were speaking. And then when the last call was given, he got up and he spoke very briefly about his wife, telling how thankful he was for her godly example. And she was moved as he honored her in front of other people. Those 18 seconds of what he said were the highlight of her entire weekend. She even requested a video in the serv of the service so she could savor his, his thoughtful words. But listen, it is admirable when a man does things for his wife. If he compliments her publicly, he demonstrates wisdom. When a man says to his wife in front of other people, you are special to me and I appreciate you. Their relationship is greatly enhanced. And the husband, in Proverbs 31, he praised his wife by saying, you excel them all. You have exceeded all of them. Nothing a man can do is more honoring than speaking words like those in front of other people. You know, I was watching a TED Talks the other day. And it was a lady by the name of Rita Pearson. She was an educator for over 40 years. She was relating a story about one student in her class. And this student got 18 wrong out of 20 on this quiz. So she put a plus two 
on his paper and a smiley face. And the student didn't understand and he came up and he said, plus two, is this an F? And she said, yes. He said, well, why did you put a smiley face on it? And she said, because you're on a roll. She went on to say, you know, minus 18, it just sucks the life right out of you. But plus two (laughs) says, I ain't all bad. I mean, that's what we need. We need somebody that will point out the good in us. I think that's huge because I believe that any woman, you know, can, can achieve what God is, is putting here with his help. I mean, moms, I don't know how you rate your mothering, but I know you probably don't always feel like you're a, a, a perfect 20. And I always know it's easy for you to focus on the handful of things that maybe you wish you could change. But I believe with God's help and his grace... Any woman can become like this woman if she is willing to meet God's conditions to do that. But whatever your grade, I pray that this morning you'd see God's smiley face on you this morning, mom. He loves you. He honors motherhood. And so do we. I'm so proud of all of our our mothers and our wives. I mean, what a blessing it is just to to see um, young moms pushing babies in their their carriages, uh, young dads holding babies. Um, I mean, it it is a blessing of God that, that, you know, I don't care what our society says a woman is, okay? I know what God says a woman is, and that's what really matters. I mean, to me, when, when I see these families, when I see these, these, these babies, when I see these children, it is a blessing of God that he allows us to, to be in their lives and to have influence in their lives. And what a joy it is. See, God's ultimate revelation of himself is in the person of Jesus Christ. And he died on the cross. As the punishment for your sin and mine. So that we could, through repentance and faith in Him, that we might receive a new life, a better life, right here, right now, but also for all eternity. You know, Brad Whit, he he told about a little boy who was in a Sunday school presentation. In his church, and at one point, this little fellow is supposed to, you know, quote a particular uh, memory verse and and that had been assigned to him. And when his time came, he looked out and he saw the people and he just froze. He just forgot everything that he was supposed to say. His mother was sitting on the front row, and when she got his attention, she mouthed the words. But he couldn't understand her, so finally she leaned forward and she whispered, I am the light of the world. And his face brightened up, and with confident voice, he said, My mom is the light of the world. (laughs) And moms, if you know Christ, who is the light of the world, then his light will shine through you. 
And that's say, the same for every person here. That if we know Christ, his light will shine through us. The way to heaven when you die, the way to the highest and best that you can possibly live right now is through Jesus Christ, no matter who you are. And so the question I ask today is, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Have you repented of your sins? Have you committed yourself in faith to him? Because if not, this would be a great time to do that, to settle that issue for once and for all. And I encourage you to do so. You know, I'm going to ask our our worship team if they would come back up here and lead us. And you know, there's nothing wrong with a a short sermon. There's nothing wrong with with having something that, that we can look at and take with us. And this is a day when we share our appreciation and love with our mothers. But realize that the the best way that you can honor your mother is either to commit your life to Jesus Christ or to recommit your life to him. To the God who has revealed himself in and through his son, Jesus Christ. See, all of the cards, all of the flowers, all of the food, those are nice. And they're very thoughtful expressions. But if you're not honoring your mother by living a Christ-like life of integrity, and you're not showing concern for her on a continuing basis, then all of those material gestures are just a shallow, meaningless exercise in sentimentality. But of course there is a much higher, more important reason for making that commitment to Christ. And that's because he created you. He sustains you. He loves you so much. And he died for you. What more could you want? He gave us life. He gives us eternal life. If we, will, if we will come to him, and so are you loving him? Are you loving him back? Are you trusting Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Because God's word says there is no other way except through Jesus Christ. In just a moment, we're going to uh, have a time of response, and we're going we're gonna to sing a couple of more songs together. And during that time, if you have a, a decision that you want to make, Maybe you've just been bumping along. Maybe you do need to recommit your life to Christ. I invite you to do that. Maybe you've never come and acknowledged him as your Savior and Lord. I invite you to do that. But however the Lord is speaking to you, I invite you to come. Just to slip out from where you are and come forward. Maybe you want to come and pray. I'm going to be right down here. But whatever decision you need to make, I invite you to do that. Would you pray with me? Loving Father, thank you for this time. Father, thank you for your word. God, we are so thankful for our mother.